Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So good to be back online again. Um, it's a pleasure to serve the King in this day and hour. In these glorious last days, no matter what's happening out there. So let's worship him who's worthy and open ourselves to the spirit of God. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We bless you, great King. Thank you, Holy One. Hallelujah. Faithful God, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Be blessings and glory and honor and power forever. Be blessings and glory and honor and power forever. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Be blessings and glory and honor and power forever. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Halabo shendele crapazante, abrento repere diendero sombre de belveteriente. Hallelujah, sopramatal barajembre lekeste. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Akamankal parazambra la bacasicarante. Hallelujah, zuprusto prusipre di belmenebrente. Alamashandara macarabal madabrante. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, razamar balarabakal matacasta. Thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father, thank you, Father. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Krapazikataka lapire kotokorobo sende. Blessed be the name of the living God. Hallelujah. Oh, precious Lord Jesus, who gave us hope and life. Repozokora paparantaya. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our hope. Recozonte crepelika zaparanda. Our expectation. Prabasikaramandaramiterekorokosente. Oh, we worship you. 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 Hallelujah. Zipraketeke repeteke lebarekekea. Thank you, Father. Zaparatala marabankala basikayanda. Worship you, Lord. Haparazama balakrambala takaranda. Thank you, Lord. 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 Sapreliste prazito koporo gozite. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Ashtanda Bresokoto. Mikalako Zuko Rende Brelevito Rokuzabarakasta. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Rapito Kosoko Reketekele Bashandaya. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, faithful God. Shaprata Kaparaka Santaya. You're worthy. Manta Lekotoko Resipiritekel Berietek Pataka. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We lift up your name, Lord Jesus. We lift up your name, Lord Jesus. We lift up your name, Lord Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. We give you thanks. We give you praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Worthy, worthy, worthy. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Glory to God, hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we're glad we can gather physically and uh, in the media also, but um, nothing like gathering physically. Praise God, the real reality of our physical countenance and touch, iron sharpens iron. Uh, things happen that you may not be able to quantify immediately, but there is something special that God arranged in all of these meetings. Hallelujah. And they did it daily according to the scripture. The church gathered daily and uh, enjoyed the benefits and so let's also think like that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'd like to get us to thinking uh, as we meditate. Uh, in Matthew chapter 12, observed there uh, in the 43rd verse. Let's just go look at something familiar scripture about couple of things including um, how God judges and all of that but verse 43 when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none then verse 44 continues he saith I will return into my house from whence I came out and when he's come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. He was speaking specifically to a group of people back then, but he's also giving us um, a clear view of the operation of things in the spirit realm also. So you could see there that it would not be fair for someone to be set free and then not allowed to be filled, not given the opportunity to be filled. So the filling is important to just... Uh, join the thinking in verse 44 he says I will return to my house from whence I came out 
When he's come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. So the enemy can see that there is an emptiness there. Even though it is clean, swept, and all of that, it cannot be empty. Hallelujah. So one has to realize that these tabernacles which we bear around are not supposed to be empty. These special dwelling places are supposed to be filled. And I'm talking about believers who already have the Holy Spirit and so on. Praise God. I'll give you a testimony which has probably been heard. But there used to be a psychologist who was a believer. And uh, eventually he started having problems with his mind. He was free, but he was a psychologist. And so... Um, you know, he had to deal with some things. However, uh, including the things he had to do was, number one, burn all those books. He was into criminal psychology, so he said when he would read those books again, after becoming a believer, this is a spirit-filled believer, uh, you know, things would begin to happen and he started having trouble again. If you read the book in Acts 19 and verse 19, it says about them in Ephesus, how they brought all their books, which they had from those curious practices and arts, uh, which were very expensive, and they burnt all of them. Hallelujah. Curious arts and books, uh, very expensive books, and they burnt them all. Hallelujah. So this person was... Uh, advice to get in the word every day if you remember this testimony pray in tongues every day hallelujah glory to God so he had to get rid of those books he had to burn those books he had to get rid of them and then he had to get in the word every day and pray in tongues every day and eventually you know the man lived a free life hallelujah so we need to be clear on these things that uh, our temple has to be constantly filled. That's why the word tells us in the new covenant that we should be filled. Filled, the word must dwell in us richly. It's not just uh, a good idea. <laughs> it's a crucial thing. You know, God knows the uh, workings of these things. He's not, uh, he's not naive like us. We are so earthbound, so mudbound that we just see things from this perspective but he knows what happens in fact I see a very clear thing there in Matthew 12 Jesus just said it plainly he said the devil goes out and then he comes back saying that's my house by the way you cannot just evict me can you imagine talking about the human person the body uh, as his house and that he cannot just be evicted like that and then he comes back again and he looks and considers things and sees the place is clean. Thank God for being clean, you know, so-called pure. But then it has to be filled. Hallelujah. Filled. Filled. And the filling is important because he saw it empty and clean, uh, garnished, but it was empty. Hallelujah. Verse 44 it's nice to uh, consider that. Sometimes people don't get it. You know, they think that uh, with various ideas of purity, they don't know that purity also involves 
being filled. Hallelujah. Notice from the Amplified Version, verse 44. Then it says, I will go back to my house from which I came out. When it arrives, speaking of that spirit, the evil spirit, it finds the place unoccupied, swept, put in order, decorated. Wow, that's a nice place. Decorated, swept, clean, in order, but unoccupied. Are you out there today? So we have to make sure that this is translating directly into things that we do not uh, allow to come in and things that we allow to dwell and occupy. Hallelujah. So don't forget, get in the word every day. Hallelujah. Pray in tongues every day. You may not have to listen to certain information. You may have to burn certain books. You may not have to... uh, receive all kinds of info praise god hallelujah there was this testimony again of uh, uh, smith wigglesworth you know a man who was not very educated lived uh, at the turn of the century there in the 30s or so and uh, he had an amazing ministry and affected almost every continent and another man by the name of lester sumrall who was still uh, new in the things of God had come to visit him as he had uh, come by uh, UK from the US and uh, he popped by his house and rang the bell or knocked the door and uh, Smith Wigglesworth opened the door and welcomed him but he noticed that under his arm was a newspaper <laughs> and he said uh, you won't be needing that here and he made him dump the newspaper outside before coming in the house hallelujah you won't be needing that here hallelujah so there was a certain aspect to uh, the man that he understood not all the information has to be allowed amen you have to dump some information this is known as the information technology age everything is about info and there's a battle for your mind there is space battle real estate battle going on hallelujah and so it's not just enough for you to be uh, saved uh, washed in the blood and all of that but we have to be filled now praise God because the enemy knows the difference between occupado or occupied and unoccupied hallelujah hallelujah we may not tell the difference but you know he can tell And he's just looking for that emptiness. Praise God. That is why we have to be filled. Don't don't think that it's because we have uh, nothing else but guilt trip to lay on you that we are saying such things. This is the reality. You can read it for yourself from Matthew, the 12th chapter. It will pay you. It will really help you. So there is an occupancy battle going on for your... uh, spirit and your soul Uh, there is a battle going on for the things of God hallelujah if you're born again thank God your spirit is sealed locked in with the Holy Spirit thank God for that ha 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 but your soul um, you know is generally vacant praise God and that requires thoughts imaginations information etc and the enemy knows and he continues to attack our thinking with information 
And if Smith Wigglesworth back in those days told him to leave, uh, you know, the iPad of those days and the phone of those days outside, the information paper of those days, the newspaper, today it's uh, just all over you, you know, rushing to your phone, rushing to your iPad, rushing to your television, all that stuff just keeps seeking for your soul, hallelujah, until you die and leave the planet, praise God, it, it thrives on our attention, it lives on our attention, praise God, the news is fresh based on how we handle it. And so we need to be careful, especially nowadays, about this particular aspect. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. On that happy note, let us proceed uh, to the book of Luke. Uh, we didn't do anything in Canada, sorry. Let's read uh, Matthew 12 from verse 43. So you could see here plainly that therefore if you are uh, attempting to live a superior dominant life you cannot accept certain kind of information or news. If you want to stay healed, you cannot be reading about sickness. If you want to stay supplied financially, you cannot be reading the news about poverty and inflation and failure like that. You cannot be reading about the curse and expect to be a custodian of the blessing and enjoy it. Hallelujah. Therefore, you can see that the mind is where it all is, and there is a battle for it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. May we be encouraged not to let go of this amazing real estate. Let's go to the book of Luke, the 10th chapter, and observe there. Jesus is a very uh, plain person, very real with us at the same time, and uh, I'm amazed at how real he can be. Notice there, uh, he's talking, and then I want us to notice verse 26, first of all. He said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? Praise God. Someone was questioning him, and he referred him to the word of God. He said, what's written in the word? So you can imagine Jesus is going to answer you by saying, what's written in Encyclopedia Britannica? No, that's not what he's going to say. What's written in your psychology book? No, that's not what he's going to say. He's going to say, what's written in the word? Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that he's just going to ask us directly things like that? Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. He is the Lord. He changes 
not. Isn't that wonderful? And that's a positive thing. Hallelujah. It is positive that he does not change. It is positive that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you can see that Jesus would therefore direct us to the word of God. And he asked the man, how do you read it? What is your interpretation? Praise God. Therefore, we are all uh, open to various types of interpretations. And Jesus would like to know, what is your interpretation? What do you think of that scripture? And uh, you can see various things in these thoughts. And, um, you know, it's very, very interesting. Let's start uh, in Canada also with Luke 10, 26. Atano Avanige, Nyaya Pramana Dali, Enu Baredade, Ninu Hege Uduti and Dukedidano. Praise God. And then the man, the Bible continues, uh, you know, starts to reply. Twenty seven. And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, with all thy strength and with all thy mind, oh, and, and thy neighbor as thyself. 28, and he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. Now 29, but he willing to justify himself. Notice that there's always our own agenda, even when dealing with the word and dealing with the things of God, even dealing with Jesus directly, because when you deal with the word, you're dealing with Jesus. So there is a part of us that uh, will like to sort of always defend and cover itself. But he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? He said, Oh, you should love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, uh, You know, and who's my neighbor? You know, these are genuine concerns of the mind. So you mean I should do that? And you know, who's this person? And oh, who are we really talking about? Is it Gaius or is it the whole church? Is it Phoebe? in Chantria or is it everybody you know things like that everybody has the interpretation a relative of mine said but it's all about interpretation yes it is it is all about interpretation and for Jesus also it's all about interpretation he said how do you read it and then his own motivation came out he says he was willing to justify himself and Jesus said unto him and he said unto Jesus who is my Neighbor, praise God. Very interesting, and of course, Jesus starts off with one of his parable-like stories, uh, 30. Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Just, you know, a story there. This man fell among thieves, stripped, uh, wounded, left him half dead. Verse 31, And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Hallelujah. And likewise, 32, a Levite, when he was at the place came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, 
set him on his own beast, brought him to an inn, took care of him. On the morrow when he departed, took out two pence, gave them to the host and said, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more when I come again, I will repay thee. Hallelujah. 36. Which now of these three thinkest thou was the neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? Here comes the clincher of the question. Which of these three you think is the neighbor of the man that fell into the hands of thieves? In 37. And the man answered and said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Go and do thou likewise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Interesting how the Lord talks. And uh, you know he's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. So we all have something to ponder about. But what came across my thinking as we were reading and studying was verse 31. And by chance. It seemed to be some random coincidental things. Just by chance. You know you come upon a situation and then there's a reaction. It looks like a coincidence. It looks like it happened by chance. And God is aware of these chances. Notice, and by chance, there came a certain priest that way. So do you think that God is surprised by any of these things? He's trying to tell us that even those so-called chancy things that are happening around could be a divine setup to see how things would be uh, taken up as a reaction how would we act upon it, etc., etc.? Praise God. Hallelujah. And then he told him, You go and do the same thing then. Be a good neighbor. Be someone of compassion uh, during the chances of life, during the coincidental happenings. Praise God. It looks like just a coincidence, but in God's eyes, you know, He saw everything before time began, He sees the end from the beginning. According to the book of Isaiah uh, 46 and 10. You know, it's good to know that God can see everything, that everything is open to Him. And He wants us to choose from the Word how we act upon everything. Praise God. Uh, it's going to be a reference to the Word all the time. What do you see in the Word? How do you read that verse? What is your impression of that scripture? etc. And the answer will have to be tweaked according to not our self-righteous ideas or defensive ideas, but it will have to go with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will have to help us compare truths and compare the, the actual interpretation with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's um, important. Because you can have the same Bible as everybody else, but certain things will never say anything to you while it moves others into desperate action. Hallelujah. So the interpretation is very, very powerful. Let's hear uh, Luke, the 10th chapter, and verse 26 in Canada also. Atano Avanige, Nyaya Pramana Dali, Enu Baredade, Nino Hege Uduti, and Dukeridano. And let's hear verse 29. Hallelujah. 
So we should be careful that we are not trying to justify ourselves, not trying to protect ourselves, because there is that nature in there called the self, and all of his plans are very powerful. He's a very powerful guy. He's been around uh, as long as we have been on the planet. And after getting saved, he's still there. And he meddles with interpretation of scriptures also to suit himself. He's always trying to preserve himself. And uh, he's pretty good at it. And that is where all of these, in quote, different uh, interpretations can come from and even denominations can come from. The result of these um, self-serving ideas. And Jesus says, you read the Bible, tell me what do you think it says? So we have this opportunity to come up with our idea and make sure we refer it to the Lord first. Hallelujah. So in 2 Timothy 2, notice verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Hallelujah. That's very interesting. So here we have a scripture telling us to study. Study so that you can be approved and not put to shame to handle the word of truth properly. Otherwise, it could be embarrassing. It could cause um, shame. It could cause us to go, uh-oh, I thought that's what it meant, and so on and so forth. So study is important here, and hence we have the term Bible study, you know, dig, dig. But what I'm trying to say here is I believe God wants us to focus in on what the Scripture says, get it right, get the interpretation, and watch over our deep thoughts and what is occupying our imagination, particularly now, when everything else around seems to be going in the negative direction. And so we remember through the scriptures of the book of Job, when men say there is a casting down, we say there is a lifting up. Ha ha ha. And that's what gives us the courage to say, you can laugh at famine and pestilence. Hallelujah. You can laugh at these destructions that are going on. Not that we do not empathize and feel for them, but we try to help our neighbors. But we ourselves are immune to these things. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I'm glad to know that people here are helpful. And, um, you know, you're stretching out your hand to help others. And this is a very giving and a good church in that aspect. But make sure it never boils down to just legalism, but... The fact that Jesus said this is how it must be done. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, you know, it's a wonderful thing to be able to participate in doing good things because that's what we were created for. Hallelujah. Let's study uh, 2 Timothy 2.15 in Canada also. Nino Devarige Yogyanagi Karnisikuluva the Ke Abyasisu, Avamana Ke Guri Yaga the Kelasadavanu Satyavaki Vanu Sariagi Vibagisuvanu Agiru. Hallelujah. We'll take a small journey to 1 John 2. Observe there in verse 28. He says, Now little children abide in him that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Praise God. The right handling of these things 
understanding them properly and then acting on the word, doing likewise, gives us confidence when the Lord Jesus appears. He's coming soon. Amen. This verse tells us that you could be embarrassed. You could be ashamed if you do not handle the scripture properly and do likewise. Amen. There can be embarrassment. There is a deep possibility there of being embarrassed when the Lord Jesus comes. You know, I'm constantly being uh, hounded by the fact that time is just going so fast. The other day we had some folk come back to town after two years. And I was shocked to realize, wow, two years have passed. And every time I check something on WhatsApp from my old school friends, I realize years have passed. And uh, honestly speaking, that's exactly what's going to happen. One of these days you'll realize, wow, it's all over. And here's Jesus. And all you have are a few memories, maybe, Sometimes we don't even remember so many details. Hallelujah. But Jesus has a way of noting all of these things, recording all of these things, and um, we need to be aware of that. Hallelujah. And uh, act on the word. Praise God. I like the fact that uh, these things are in the scripture. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the years are just going to pass like that. Some of you already have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And, uh, you know, time has gone. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's read 1 John 2.28 also in Kannada. Praise God. You know, the Kannada has the Nachike in there which means to put to shame. But just the previous verse in verse 27, he says, But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, you shall abide in him. Hallelujah. In other words, let's uh, rely on the spirit of truth that's on the inside of us to help us while we study the Bible, while we are listening to the uh, scriptures, while we are listening to the messages and so on. Yield to the truth. Be a lover of the truth. Yield to the spirit of truth. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Study the word every day. Get back to basics as though you know nothing. Study all over diligently from scratch as though Jesus himself were asking you what does the scripture say hallelujah that uh, veracity or the truth and the power of truth should strike us again because he is also the spirit of truth Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life hallelujah so there is a certain way that the scripture should be read it should be understood in a certain light praise God and therefore, certain information must not be allowed. Certain information has to be dumped. Certain information must not be factored in at all. It is at your own risk that you are peddling with some information. Hallelujah. Please take note and let us get in the word of the blessing and the goodness of God and what we are told to do rather than give our mind to this and that. Hallelujah. It is very precious in God's sight. 
Let the Spirit of God teach us. Let the truth come to us. And the truth is no lie. Hallelujah. And it's taught we abide in Him. Praise God. Let's abide in that. Let us love the truth more than anything else. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wonderful Jesus. So it's going to be uh, important that we check and, uh, you know, let's just use the word judge. Judge things clearly. Make a clear understanding uh, and a division even of the word that we are listening to and reading and studying and whatever it is that you are perusing there. Does it really agree with the truth? Hallelujah. And defend it with all that you have. Your soul has to be defended. Your soul, as it goes, so your life will go. And your deep thoughts and imaginations have to be seriously guarded. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's look at some more scriptures along these lines. Uh, Back in John, the 12th chapter, this time, instead of Luke, we go to John. John chapter 12. Very interesting thoughts there. Let's go to words, the uh, last portion there. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Luke 12. I'm sorry, John 12. And uh, let me make sure I got it. Yeah, I'm in Luke 12. John 12. And let's do verse 48. He that rejected me and receiveth not my words has one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. It's very interesting that it is the word that's going to actually judge. Amen. That's why he uh, says, what does the word say? What, What does the book say? How do you read it? And therefore, we need to realize that the Word of God is going to be so real that day. And uh, the way we studied it, the way we handled it, the the priority we gave to it is going to come out that day in the form of a report sheet or a report card. Hallelujah. You can enjoy the benefit down here as well as on that day. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's hear uh, John 12, 48 also. Nanano Tiraskarisi Nana Matugalano Angikarisadiruvanige Tirpu Maduvantadu Undu Ide, Adu Nanu Herida Mate, Adukade Dinadali Avanige Tirpu Maduvadu. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at some more scriptures that will um, uh, help us. Praise God. I'm trusting that this will not offend you, but it will rather help you. Offense is trying to steal the blessing of God from our life. That is what all that offense can do. It may sound nice while you're piling it up, but honestly, it's planning to render you hopeless, shipwrecked, and deserted, dumped on an island with no help. (laughs) So just dump it, dump that offense real fast. Hallelujah. As quickly as possible. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And let's go on. Notice he's talking here about, you know, a lot of uh, behavior. You may have read Second Timothy just now and realized it to seem to be written to the man of God. That the man of God or the, you know, the preacher maybe is the one told to study the scripture properly. Well, I wonder if it's just the preacher who has to study, you know. 
Because only the preacher has a mind and a body and only the preacher is a target. Of course, he's a special target because he has an X on his back and the enemy doesn't want him to enjoy the reality of the word and would like to challenge him properly to fight the good fight of faith. But because people have that ability to look at the preacher and say, but look at him. Look what he said and look what he did and look at this and look at that. You know, you become more of the person that they identify the word with. So you are a good target. But this is, on the other hand, written to everybody who has something called a soul and thinking faculties that you are living on the earth. Praise God. The word of God has to become real and very, very important to you and to me. Hallelujah. And here he's talking about, you know, going to court uh, between um, matters between believers where you have to go to court uh, and face an unbelieving judge. That's not really cool. Hallelujah. So in verse 2 he says, Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? What an interesting thought. Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Let's go on. Verse 3. Know you not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? Notice there is a reference to this life and the life that's also coming. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's continue verse 4. If then you have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. Praise God. Hallelujah. I speak to your shame. He's here kind of speaking uh, in veiled language to embarrass them a little bit because the Corinthian church was giving him some serious headache. And they were acting like unbelievers. Even though they were saved, they were just like mere men. And um, they were going to court with each other. Believers from Paul's Corinthian church were taking other believers to court. And, uh, you know, charging them before unbelievers. And that is just a perfect example of airing your dirty laundry in front of the world. Hallelujah. And in verse 7 he says, Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you because you go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Instead of that, he says, why don't you just suffer that loss? You know, if it is your brother that took advantage of you, that conned you, that, uh, you know, gave you the trip. (laughs) Hallelujah. Why don't you just say, it's all right. I'll suffer that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can you see that it, this looks like a coincidence? You know, some, some brother you did business with and it, things just went south and he took you for a ride and lo and behold, the money has gone and now you want to pursue the matter and you want to take him to court. And the correct response should be, this is not a coincidence. Things have happened. Now I can be the better person that knows the word and just say, I write it off in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. See that? This is a clear judging 
of the word of God. Of course, there's going to be emotional pain and maybe even financial pain and some loss, but there is the truth about it and we need to be clear. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need to be able to see these things uh, as the Bible is saying them. Hallelujah. Let's go down to 1 Timothy 5 and then we will do a little bit of reading in Canada. Verse 24 of 1 Timothy 5 says, Some men's sins are open beforehand, going before to judgment, and some men they follow after. Likewise also the good works of some are manifest beforehand, they that are otherwise cannot be hid. Isn't that interesting? Whatever it is, whether it is hidden, uh, done secretly, or done openly, there is a reward for it. God has seen everything. Some things you may not see immediately. Some things you may only see at the judgment seat. But definitely God has seen it. Whether you did it secretly or you did it openly. That's an interesting thought. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's hear First uh, Timothy 5, 24 and 25 first in Canada. Kelavara Papagalu Tirpige Modale Bahiranga Vaguttave, Kelavara Papagalu Taruvaya Himbali Suttave, Adarante Kelavara Ulle Kriegalu Modale Pratyakshavagi Ruttave, Pratyakshavaga Diruvavugalu Mare Yagira Laravu. That's why sometimes you may sound a little laborious when we talk about uh, self-judging and then taking communion, because this is the way God looks at these things. There is going to be a reckoning one of these days and nothing can be hidden. It may look like it's hidden for a while, but it could just, whoops, show up later. So it is better before taking communion to actually self-assess and do it right, get it forgiven and forgotten in God's sea of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Because these things are not going unnoticed. Hallelujah. This is... Very powerful. Notice verse 24. Some men's sins are open before going or open beforehand, going before to judgment, you know, and some men they follow after. So we should get used to this thought of judgment and judging properly and dividing and handling things, uh, knowing that we have a person called me, myself, and I who would like to preserve himself and would like to weasel out of the curves of the word of God, the edges of the word of God, and lodge himself somewhere safe. Hallelujah. But for his own good, because one of these days there could be a sparing of embarrassment. We can be spared a lot of embarrassment. If we would take the test ourselves, judge ourselves properly, before going to the bar. Hallelujah. Of course, some things will be manifest openly, some things only on that day. Hallelujah. With all those kind of thoughts in mind, very interesting. Let's go read 1 Corinthians chapter 6 also, verse 2, 3, and 4. Hallelujah. 
ಐಹಿಕ ಜೀವನದ ವಿಷಯಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ನ್ಯಾಯ ತೀರಿಸತಕ್ಕವುಗಳು ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿದ್ದರೆ ಸಭೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ಅತ್ಯಲ್ಪರೆಂದು ಎಣಿಸಲ್ಪಟ್ಟವರನ್ನು ತೀರ್ಪು ಮಾಡುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ನೇಮಿಸಿರಿ everything in this book you're going to be hearing again and again it's just a matter of being filled with it it must be so fulfilling that it motivates you to go in the right direction it moves you into doing some things hallelujah and so observe uh, again verse uh, in the the book of second peter chapter 3 hallelujah chapter 2 rather verse 4 if god spared not the angels that sinned but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment hallelujah notice uh, talking about judging angels we are going to be judging those angels notice that they have been kept in chains reserved unto judgment those are the angels that we will be judging most likely from the scripture Uh, notice that god did not spare the angels <laughs> aren't you glad that he knows how to deal with angels also and he doesn't spare them even if they are spirit beings they will have their punishment they will have their payment they will have their judgment and you are the ones very likely as the scripture says don't you know that you will judge angels hallelujah praise god let's hear second peter 2:4 in kannada also ಹೇಗೆಂದರೆ ದೂತರು ಪಾಪ ಮಾಡಿದಾಗ ದೇವರು ಅವರನ್ನು ಸುಮ್ಮನೆ ಬಿಡದೆ ನರಕಕ್ಕೆ ದೊಬ್ಬಿ ನ್ಯಾಯ ತೀರ್ಪನ್ನು ಹೊಂದುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಇಡಲ್ಪಟ್ಟವರಾಗಿರಬೇಕೆಂದು ಕತ್ತಲೆಯ ಸಂಕೋಲೆಗಳಿಗೆ ಒಪ್ಪಿಸಿದನು any other kind of judgment will be because um we have been authorized by him to rule with him and reign with him and handle matters in that place so there must be an understanding of clear judgment clear thinking first of all which we will use in our own lives and then will be acquiring uh, wisdom and choices to be able to judge the world that is coming during the millennium Jesus will be sitting on the throne in Jerusalem and you and I I believe will be called alongside with him to handle the world there praise god that that next age hallelujah that age where there are mortal people more mortal righteous people living on the earth and due to generations they may not be living right there may be things you and I will have to judge and set right even during that time very very interesting so you and i are most likely going to be doing that i believe from the scripture because jesus is going to ask you what does the scripture say how do you read it and so from that reading that is what we can understand hallelujah we are going to be judging with jesus those people who are unrighteous and those who are mortals who are living during the millennium and during that time if a person died at 100 they would say oh he was just a child <laughs> praise god in other words 100 years will just be like a little child that time you have to have long life and enjoy 
Jesus ruling on the earth. Thank God you and I will have special bodies, glorified bodies. We will be locked in. We will enjoy the place of dominion with the Lord Jesus. And we will be, in quote, rulers and making judgments during that time by the instruction of Jesus. You and I may be allocated to towns and cities to be sitting over those places and ruling with Jesus. Hallelujah. And so all of these things are going to come up in the judgments and we're going to be assigned certain credits and we're going to be valued and honored accordingly. Hallelujah. So let's begin to think seriously about it and not just say, you know what, I got other things to do right now. Give me a break, you know. All right, no problem. Nobody's holding you down. But honestly, one of these days, there is an arrival that's going to take place. Trumpets are going to sound. Voices are going to be heard. And we're going to be out of here just, just like that. Just as surely as you were born, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it is just, you know, goodness to be able to know that beforehand. Hallelujah. Just to prepare yourself and judge yourself before that time. Hallelujah. So communion times are very powerful. Uh, handling of the truth during those self-examinations are very, very powerful. And God is taking note of all of these things. Hallelujah. We have been given great responsibility. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So let's go to Matthew chapter 7. I believe that it's good to see all this. And seriousness you know. There's no uh, seriousness about things. Forgive me for the brief break there. But, you know, we have to keep the flag flying. Let's go. Uh, Matthew 7. Observe, therefore, as we continue the thoughts. Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. Very interesting. Matthew 7, is. Uh, it opens up with, Judge not, that you be not judged. So everybody's scared. Oh, I can't judge. You know, no, 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 that's not it. God is the judge of all things. Amen. And he gives us a certain level of judgment also and a responsibility to judge. The only thing is it's a very tricky land and you have to be careful with it. Verse 2 says, For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. You can be sure of that. That is 100%. So it's going to come back to the person himself according to the judgment that he is meeting out in any situation. As the person is judging, so it's going to be accruing to him. Hallelujah. Verse 3. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam, notice that, that is in thine own eye. So he's saying there that you have telephone pole in your own eye and you're looking at the dust in your brother's eye that's kind of odd isn't it verse 4 how will thou say to thy brother let me pull out the moat out of thine eye and behold a beam is in thine own eye thou hypocrite first cast out the beam out of thine own eye and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the moat out of thy brother's eye can you see that? In other words, he's saying the whole business of removing specks from brethren's eyes is powerful. 
and you're going to help them to see but you cannot do that effectively as long as there's a pole in your own eye hallelujah helping the brother to see clearly is important but in order for you to help the brother to see you'll have to check your own eye first and remove the telephone poles and you know the timber that is in your own eye hallelujah and then you can help somebody else so there comes the self-examination part again so the depth of your self-examination is the depth to which you can help the brethren if you think here we go just swallow that communion eat the cracker and whoo see you around brother if you think that's what it is then you're not going to be much benefit to anybody else really it's going to be a self-preservation but if you check properly solemnly and daily about these things you will find out that your eyes are getting clearer and clearer and you can help other people to be able to see you know see clearly in order to judge clearly hallelujah praise the lord let's see if we can um, <clears throat> um, verse 3 to 4 or 5 in Canada. ಮತ್ತು ನಿನ್ನ ಸ್ವಂತ ಕಣ್ಣಿನಲ್ಲಿರುವ ತೊಲೆಯನ್ನು ಯೋಚಿಸದೆ ನಿನ್ನ ಸಹೋದರನ ಕಣ್ಣಿನಲ್ಲಿರುವ ರವೆಯನ್ನು ನೀನು ಯಾಕೆ ನೋಡುತ್ತಿ ಇಲ್ಲವೇ ನೀನು ನಿನ್ನ ಸಹೋದರನಿಗೆ ನಿನ್ನ ಕಣ್ಣಿನೊಳಗಿಂದ ರವೆಯನ್ನು ತೆಗೆಯುತ್ತೇನೆ ಎಂದು ಹೇಗೆ ಹೇಳುತ್ತಿ ಆದರೆ ಇಗೋ ನಿನ್ನ ಸ್ವಂತ ಕಣ್ಣಿನಲ್ಲಿ ತೊಲೆ ಇದೆಯಲ್ಲ ಕಪಟಿ ನೀನು ಮೊದಲು ನಿನ್ನ ಸ್ವಂತ ಕಣ್ಣಿನೊಳಗಿರುವ ತೊಲೆಯನ್ನು ತೆಗೆದು ಹಾಕು ಆಗ ನಿನ್ನ ಸಹೋದರನ ಕಣ್ಣಿನೊಳಗಿರುವ ರವೆಯನ್ನು ತೆಗೆದು ಹಾಕುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ನಿನಗೆ ಚೆನ್ನಾಗಿ ಕಾಣಿಸುವುದು Um, Jesus speaking notice in verse 24 he says judge not according to the appearance but judge righteous judgment hallelujah you know we are encouraged to judge properly judge righteous judgment not just uh, external hallelujah of course things come out externally and uh, everybody notices it but then we have to make sure that we are judging properly Oh, there's so much involved. Oh, God help us. There's so much involved in all of this. You can see um, there's, there's plenty. God wants us to judge, but he wants us to judge properly. Hallelujah. So you could say what really matters is what is important. What really matters? That's what is most important. Things that are not so important must be handled as not so important. Hallelujah. Priorities are going to come up. what is really important judging things from that basis some things will be done in secret some things are supposed to be done openly but god sees all that's the beauty of it you know whether we like it or not some things are supposed to be seen openly hallelujah they were supposed to be noticed openly hallelujah some things were supposed to be hidden but god will definitely reward both hallelujah Glory to God. Let's let's go look at a scripture or two along these lines. Um Matthew the 6th chapter and notice verse 15. Glory to God. God help us. It's it's important that um we are we are seeing properly all of these things and um really, you know, important. Glory to God. 
Um, okay, let's go to 5 and then 16 and then we'll come to 6. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now that's showing off. That's going to be showing in front of people. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So there's some things that you have to just really show. They must really see it. And then they will glorify your Father which is in heaven. Praise God. Interesting, isn't it? That we are called to do certain things profusely, openly, in such a way that they get the attention of people. Hmm? Not all done secretly, some openly. It has to be so bright that they see the good works and they glorify our Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Let's hear Matthew 5.16 in Canada. Adarante Janaru Nimma Ulle Kriyagalannu Nodi Paralokadalliruva Nimma Tandeyannu Mahime Padisuva Hage Nimma Belaku Janara Munde Prakashi Sali Praise God. So there are certain things that you and I have been created to do and we must take advantage of that so-called coincidence and go and do it openly, profusely, copiously that it is seen by all. Hallelujah. And it will glorify our Father which is in heaven. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God before hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Can you see that those so-called coincidences have been arranged actually by God? They may look random and coincidental and it may look like an opportunity to just pass the other way as though nothing happened but our response is important and it will be documented. Praise God. So it's important therefore that we understand that we are sober-minded, that we can see on our screen clearly, oh, that looks like an opportunity. That looks like a setup. That looks like something that I'll have to bring forth a copious good work. I'll have to show some good works. Hallelujah. Of course, uh, sometimes it is easier to do that. Sometimes it's harder to do that. But notice that you were created by God for good works before time began it was ordained hallelujah let's hear Ephesians 2.10 glory to God so there's a lot of opportunity here to think properly and say wow so I was created in Christ Jesus for these things that is what I was created for, good works. Amen? So is it possible that Jesus would look into a sheet and say, there were these works you were supposed to do, this, 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 this. Did you do them? Hallelujah. And, oh, okay, you only did this much, or you chose what you wanted, etc., etc. Can you imagine all of that? Oh, you're becoming so legalistic. No, brother, I'm just reading the Bible the way I think it is written. Jesus is going to ask me, how do you read it? He's going to ask you, how do you read it? And you say, actually, I don't read it. <laughs> I just hear somebody preaching it, and I never read it. In fact, I don't have time to hear somebody preaching it. But all those things are going to come back to us one of these days. Hallelujah. 
So it's not just a guilt trip that we're laying on you, but we are convinced that this is God's word. We are actually convinced that this is the truth. That some things don't really matter. Some things really matter. Hallelujah. That we were created to do certain good works before time began. It was ordained for us. Hallelujah. And that does not save us, but it is additional to our honor and our rulership and our carrying of decorations in the ages to come. And that time, I'm telling you, it's going to be very, very uh, important that you carry your head high. That time, you will really want it because uh, the olive leaves and all would have faded away, but the enduring riches will be there forever. Hallelujah. In the place of incorruption, some will shine more than others. Hallelujah. Praise God. That is a fact. Praise God. And so we need to begin to consider these things as we approach the soon coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to uh, John chapter 5 also before we uh, read something in Canada. John 5. Notice there, uh, you know, it may seem cumbersome that we are reading these verses, but thank you for being patient. We're simply trying to bring it out and see as much as we can. In verse 30, Jesus speaking in John 5, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. So the ability to hear and judge clearly is based on saying, it's not my will that I'm seeking, I'm just here to serve. Hallelujah. You know, you may feel like an idiot sometimes with that kind of thinking, but it's all right. That's the Lord's thinking. He said, I'm not here for my own will. He's not trying to preserve himself. That's what he's saying. He's not trying to escape by himself away from these things. He's saying, I'm not here for anything else. Hallelujah. I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. In case you think you were not sent, you need to go and ask your mother where you came from. And she may say that you came from the union of the father and mother. But if she has any ounce of thinking that is clear, she will tell you that you came from God. God gave you to me. God brought you into our family. You were sent. You were sent. Hallelujah. So the father whom we are identifying in the scripture is the one that is called our father. And we're going back to our father. Jesus said, I have not yet ascended to my father. But go and tell the brethren that I ascend my father and your father. Hallelujah. Your God, my God. He brought it all together and said, we come from that father. We come from that family. Hallelujah. So we must begin to realize we have our own will, we have our own defense mechanism, we have our own weaseling plans, and, and identify it clearly and say, I want to do your will, Lord, and that is not going to be very easy. Praise God. God help us. Mercy and grace. Let's hear John 5.30 in Canada also. 
ನನ್ನಷ್ಟಕ್ಕೆ ನಾನೇ ಏನೂ ಮಾಡಲಾರೆನು ನಾನು ಕೇಳುವಂತೆ ತೀರ್ಪು ಮಾಡುತ್ತೇನೆ ಮತ್ತು ನನ್ನ ತೀರ್ಪು ನ್ಯಾಯವಾದದ್ದು ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ನಾನು ನನ್ನ ಸ್ವಂತ ಚಿತ್ತವನ್ನಲ್ಲ ಆದರೆ ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಕಳುಹಿಸಿದ ತಂದೆಯ ಚಿತ್ತವು ನೆರವೇರಬೇಕೆಂದು ಅಪೇಕ್ಷಿಸುತ್ತೇನೆ ದೇವರು ಮುಂದಾಗಿ ನೇಮಿಸಿದ ಸಕ್ರಿಯಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ನಾವು ನಡೆಯುವಂತೆ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸುವಿನಲ್ಲಿ ಸೃಷ್ಟಿಸಲ್ಪಟ್ಟವರಾದ ನಾವು ಆತನ ಕೆಲಸವಾಗಿದ್ದೇವೆ deep in our thoughts one of these days john 8 verse 15 you judge after the flesh i judge no man notice how he says that and then they're like oh even jesus doesn't judge any man well continue and yet if i judge my judgment is true for i am not alone but i am the father that sent me hallelujah so he said i do judge but you know it is a different kind of judgment praise god and you have to be very careful if you want to go into that area of judging you need to be careful you need to be sure that your judgment is true it is not flesh based it is based on uh, the mercy of god the goodness of god the truth revealed in the spirit realm hallelujah and out of the people who avoided that coincidental happening on that road to jericho there was just one who showed mercy who showed compassion and went the extra mile and paid and took care of bills and went ahead and suffered and that's what it involves and you know it's going to cost and it's going to be uh looked at as foolish by the wiser people they're going to look at you and say what a waste why are you just doing dumb things like that Hallelujah but you must be willing to handle that praise god let's go to first corinthians the third chapter and read a verse or two also notice there first corinthians 3 verse 18 let no man deceive himself if any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world let him become a fool that he may be wise this is nobody less than the great apostle paul talking to the church here not to some unbeliever he says don't deceive yourself if you seem to be wise in this world in this world in the way the world sees things become a fool that you may become wise so we're dealing with opposing currents what seems to be wisdom in the world may be utter foolishness in the eyes of god and what seems to be utter foolishness to us may be highly regarded by the world amen can you see that so we need to choose and always look at things slightly suspiciously you know uh, if it comes from the world system if it is by seeing the way the world sees it we need to think a little bit and say hmm this may make me look like a fool but then is this the wisdom of god hallelujah we may have to check these kind of thoughts 1 Corinthians 3:18 in Canada thank you brother 
ಯಾವನೂ ತನ್ನನ್ನು ತಾನೇ ಮೋಸಗೊಳಿಸದಿರಲಿ ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿ ಯಾವನಾದರೂ ಈ ಲೋಕ ಸಂಬಂಧವಾಗಿ ಜ್ಞಾನಿಯಾಗಿದ್ದೇನೆಂದು ಭಾವಿಸಿಕೊಂಡರೆ ಜ್ಞಾನಿಯಾಗುವಂತೆ ಹುಚ್ಚನಾಗಲಿ In that great opening chapter of last week in 1 Corinthians 4 speaking to uh, the church as being um, people carried on the deck of the ship and they were the under rowers etc he said in verse 10 we are fools for Christ's sake but you are wise in Christ we are weak but you are strong you are honorable but we are despised hallelujah Paul said some things there, you know, both sides of the coin. He said, on one hand, we are serving God and we are under the deck and we are rowing away. But on the other hand, you know, we may be doing the wise thing. And you may look so great and you may look so strong and you may look so honorable while we may look despised and we may look like fools. But we are doing it because of Christ. Hallelujah. Christ is the factor that changes everything. Hallelujah. And he's the one that we have to deal with one of these days. Amen. So his general encouragement was if you think you're wise according to the world, it's better to become a fool because of Christ that you be truly wise. Amen. Now, I know that's all hard. We're dealing with core issues. This is a doctrine. It is a foundational truth which the Hebrew Christians already knew. But as time went, they fell back and became dull because they were not going over it and teaching others and pondering about it for themselves. And so they became quite dull. And Paul had to handle them as if they were babies all over again. So this can happen to any one of us. Therefore it pays for us to refresh our thinking often along these lines. Hallelujah. And not just leave it for once in a lifetime experience. I used to teach and that time I used to study those verses but uh, I've been more worldly lately and um, you know ha 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 etc. 1 Corinthians 4 verse uh, 10 and 1 Corinthians 3 18 in Canada please Navantu Kristana nimitta hucharagiddeve neevo Kristanalli buddhivantaragiddiri naavu balahinaru adare neevu balishtharu neevu gauravavullavaru adare naavu heenaisalpattavaru yavanu tannannu taane mosagolisadirali nimmalli yavanadaru ee loka sambandhavagi jnaniyagiddenendu bhavisikondare jnaniyaguvante uchchanagali Glory to God. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Praise God, praise God, praise God. So as we think about these things, notice we are not trying to lay a guilt trip on anybody. We're trying to judge things properly because we came in touch with someone who said, "How do you read the scripture? What do you say about that verse? What's really important? What really matters? What is the truth about it?" Hallelujah. Praise God. And where does that statement come from? From the book of Luke where we started. Notice there in the 10th chapter we read 26 and then we saw the story of the Jericho road experience and the Samaritan who was supposed to be an outcast fellow, useless fellow, chapper fellow, 
but he's the one that God lauded and the one that God spoke highly of. He was from the wrong caste, he was from the wrong side of the world system and um, pompadour, uh, but he was the one who became the real neighbor. He was the real neighbor who had compassion. Glory to God. In the same Luke chapter 10, as you continue reading, uh, he moves into a family setting. Praise God. And um, it was interesting. Verse 38, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. Praise God. It's nice to receive Jesus into the house. Thank God for that. And his people also. Praise God. You can say, Jesus come in, people out. Praise God. That's also possible. <laughs> Verse 39, and he had, and she said, she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So she was the Bible study person. She was always ready to take notes, and she had everything settled in that area of studying and listening to the word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving. Oh, she was service oriented. She was in the, you know, maybe she had an MCA or something like that. You know, praise God, with much serving, praise God, and, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Did bid her, therefore, that she help me. So she has a complaint, even though she's the one with the masters in uh, service, she still has a complaint that. You know, others are not joining her in the service, particularly this sister of hers, you know. And let's hear what Jesus, who is perfect wisdom, housed in the body, the word become flesh. 41, Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, huh, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Notice, careful and troubled about Many things. There are so many things out there we can be careful about and bothered about and even troubled about. They're calling for our attention. But one thing is needful. Verse 42. Jesus has a way of narrowing it down, whittling it all down to certain priorities. One thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Some things are enduring, ever enduring. Some things are not going to endure at all. They can be taken away. They can be taken away from the person to whom they were associated, to connected to, connected to, and they will be taken away from that person. So some things are not going to stand the test of time. They are not going to be seen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Let's see if we can um, handle verse 41 and 42 in Canada also. Adare Yesu Pratyuttaravagi Akege, Martare, Martare, Nino Aneka Vishavarigagi, Chintisi Tundaregi Vodagagi D. Adare Avashavada do Unde, Maria do our Lebagavane Arisi Kundidare, Adu Ake in the Tegel Paduadilla and the No. Glory to God. So there is this choice factor. We have to decide what we want to choose. Let's look at a certain story again. 
Because Jesus' life is real. He's a real person. He's not just a figment of our imagination, something we conjured up. This is life history, stories that are going on, his story. So in John chapter 12, it says in verse 1, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But uh, Lazarus was one of them that sat at table with him. Does that sound familiar? Martha, Martha? Yeah, well, praise God. You know, she served. Lazarus was there, sitting at the table. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. This is open, profuse, lavish display of a good thing, apparently. Let's see if Jesus thinks it's good. Verse 4, Then said one of his disciples, disciple, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? He's also talking about doing good things. Verse 6. This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying has she kept this. The poor you will always have with you, but me you will not always have. Hallelujah. Praise God. The same... uh, Uh, incident is spoken of in another book uh, in the Gospels also and uh, it says here verily I say unto you wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world this also that she has done shall be spoken of uh, for a memorial for her that's from Mark 14 9 so Jesus says In fact, this thing is going to be so public that wherever the Bible is read, we're going to hear about this woman. That's open. That's loud. You know, some of these works have to be loud. They have to be open. They have to be lavish. They have to be profuse. They have to be just so open that people will say, What? Did you have to do it so openly? Did you have to just declare it like that? He said, You know, there are some things that have to be open. Some things have to be loud. Some things have to be lavish. Some things have to have that effect. And Jesus approved of it. Some things may be secret. Some things may not be seen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go to Matthew. We will still come back to our Canada readings. Praise God. Uh, He said in Matthew 6, 16... Moreover, when, more so, or rather, moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is is in secret. Thy father which sees in secret shall reward thee openly. Notice how much time he's taking to explain all of that. That you can do things secretly and God rewards openly. There are things that have to be seen openly. Some things have to be done secretly. But eventually God rewards all. 
Hallelujah. So we are going to be careful that it is God-oriented, that God is the one seeing and taking note of all of these things. Thank God we can examine ourselves, make adjustments, and go on. Hallelujah. Maybe we can read Matthew 6 and uh, verse 18, first of all. And we can hear John 12, 5 uh, to maybe verse 8 in Canada also. ಈ Amen. So you could say there are many scriptures like the scripture said, you know, with many such words he exhorted them. Amen. So there are many, many, many scriptures out there. We are just hitting a few here and there uh, and getting ready to close. But let's see. Uh, Revelation 22, notice verse 11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. Then he continues, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Glory to God. Just a few lines there, but notice he's saying that maybe you read the book of Revelation and there's no change in your life. There may not be any change. You may just continue the way you are. If you are unjust, you may just be unjust. And if you're filthy, you may be still filthy. But then on the other hand, if you're righteous, you may continue being righteous. If you're holy, you could continue being holy. In other words, continue, O righteous one. Continue, O holy one. Continue to stay like that. Don't quit now. Just because it looks like it has not already happened. Because he said, I'm coming. And I'm coming quickly. My reward is with me. He is coming to give rewards. Maybe as he comes, we are instantly you know, rewarded. Just shortly after the coming, there could be a big reward night. There could be a great gala of rewards just at the same time. And he says to give every man according as his work shall be. Hallelujah. Alpha and Omega is an interesting person. The first and the last. (laughs) Hallelujah. We're going to meet the last And we're going to meet the first. Hallelujah. So let's get excited. Let's get ready. Let's get prayerful about these things. Let's get to ponder about these things. And see whether there are things that we have been ordained for before time began. Let us not look uh, randomly. But let us look purposefully at everything that's coming 
before us. Hallelujah. We worship you. We bless you. We praise you. We give you thanks. Blessed be your holy name. 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 Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear Revelation 22, um, 11 and 12 also in Canada as we prepare to close. Anyaya Maduvavanu Innu Anyaya Madali, Mailigeyadavanu Innu Tananu Mailige Madikurali, Nitiwantanu Innu Nitiwantanagali, Pavitranu Tanu Innu Pavitranagirali. Igo, Nanu Bega Barutene, Nanu Pratiobanige Avanavana Kelasada Prakara Kodataka Pratifalavu Nanalide. Hallelujah. So let's not be dilly darling, you know, between right and wrong living, right and wrong living. Let's, let's stay focused, steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's not just be hot sometimes and not so hot other times. Praise God. Let's try to maintain a straight path constantly. God help us. We worship you. Breto mesto membrelite frama canabariante lecus comembre yevre lombrelties pracas entamanjo prekinder yesto. Thank you for your word. Thank you for helping us to be full, 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 full again and again for the word to dwell richly in us. Help us, Lord. And if people are struggling with timings and work and so on, help each one, Lord, oh, in Jesus' name, that we may be able to be filled with the Word, filled with the Spirit, filled with the things of God, reposunto, to accomplish what we were created for in this day, in this hour. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Oh, faithful God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Someone uh, has suffered some pain in between their ribs, some muscle there. The mercy of God will fix that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Faithful God, we worship you, we honor you, we give you thanks. We bless your holy name for the opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, team. Thank you. You're blessed. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I know these are interesting times in which we live, but we will not miss God in Jesus' name.